mothers and mother figures. Thank you for the royal mother servant for the family unit and beyond. Thank you for their patience, understanding, and wisdom. We're so grateful, Heavenly Father, for the physical, emotional, and spiritual gifts they possess. We pray that you help mothers across the world to be a blessing upon their children. For the delivery and affirmation or discipline, let every word and action be done in love. We pray that children throughout the world will take time to honor their mothers today and every day. Please reunite parents and children who have been odds, restore relationships that have been strained or lost. We pray peace for mothers who have lost a child, for women who are grieving because of infertility, and for those who have lost their mother. Help each of your precious daughters, single moms, widows, grandmothers, raising children to remember that although they are currently parenting along, you have not forsaken them. You see them and love them. Thank you for being our provider. What blessed mothers and mother figures who reflect your goodness and grace and bring glory to your name. Amen. 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 Well, most of you know I am a foodie. So I have a recipe I'd like to share with you. Uh, and this recipe was shared with me. Thank you, Deacon Angela. So the recipe is for a mother of faith. And you start with a spirit reverent and seal. Adding prayer to follow God's will. Mix with trust and then let rise. With scripture, powerful and wise. Blend with loving, righteous living. Season well with deep thanksgiving. <clears throat> Pouring praise for a heart that's true, and these ingredients will yield a mother of faith inside of you. A mother is someone who may have given birth to a child, but more importantly, she is the one who gives birth to hopes, aspirations, fosters faith, and, and fosters faith to fulfill those hopes. Motherhood is a season that begins but never ends. A mother is made for others. In fact, she is one of the few people whose absence can be injurious to our happiness. So it's essential we celebrate the immeasurable love a mother has inside her heart on Mother's Day and beyond. And thank you, um, Aaron, for the reading of the scripture and obviously uh, people find my thought. I really don't have to say anything. <laughs> um, but as I was studying Ruth, Ruth is one of two books of the Bible with female names. The other is Esther. So consequently, Ruth's story rose to a place of importance, particularly as it relates to women, wives, and mothers. And I pray that we gain insight today on her life. So in today's passages, we are reminded that Naomi was a surrogate mother to Ruth. They shared a deep, deep, loyal love, chesed. For each other. And they also shared great pain and sorrow. I don't think it's a surprise that as believers, we're going to go through trials and tribulations. Uh, in the book of James, it says it's going to happen. Not if it's going to happen, but when it's going to happen. And he frames the issue of trials with encouragement. Consider the testing of our faith in chapter 1, pure joy. 
and a promise for those who love God, the crown of life. So it puts trials in perspective. I would describe Ruth's story as bitter, better, and beautifully blessed. It demonstrates how God uses faithfulness in women and motherhood to fulfill his purposes. Ruth lived during an evil period in Israel's history, but didn't succumb to its moral decay. Mothers were living during an increasingly immoral and sinful time. But despite the wickedness around us, our children need our constant love and encouragement. They need to see and sometimes lean on our faith and hope in Jesus Christ. Amen? The first five verses of chapter 1 reveal the ravaging circumstances surrounding this Israelite family. A famine, a severe famine in Bethlehem, which triggered Naomi's husband, Elimelech, whose name means, God is my king, to move Naomi and their two sons, Malon and Kilion, to Moab from Bethlehem. We don't know why this famine, this, this famine occurred, but we do know that Israel, as a nation, had been very disobedient to God. And disobedience breeds consequences. Romans 5.19. Accordingly, this move didn't make things better. As parents, especially mother bears, we want to protect our babies. In this case, they moved to Moab, an enemy nation of Israel. Why would anyone live among their enemies or go to them for help? But that's precisely what they did. Mothers, the first move to make in any and every situation is to rise up in faith, comprehensive and exclusive trust in God. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. When fear knocks, let faith answer. Not a person made faith, but faith in you. The faith in you. We must not only trust God for the salvation of our souls, but also for the direction of our lives. We can't simply physically move away from our situations and circumstances. We just bring them with us to a different place. Seek God's wisdom within the Lord, and he will direct our paths. So while living in Moab, their self-directed actions were intensified. Despite God's command in Deuteronomy 23, not to marry among the non-Christian nations surrounding them, their sons married Moabite women, Orpah and Ruth. Mothers, it's important that we and our children espouse Christ followers in matrimony. Pray that our children and grandchildren who enter marriage become joined together in marriage with God-fearing, God-loving mates whose values are aligned with God's work. At the tender age of 39, I realized that my daily choices were not working. <laughs> so I prayed for God to win. And God orchestrated past two weeks in my meeting through the aid of a mutual friend. In retrospect, thank you, Cliff Winston, wherever you are. <laughs> in retrospect, I should have prayed that first sooner. Prayer works. Amen. We also read within the first five verses of chapter one, Elimelech passed away. And about ten years later, both Naomi's sons also perished. Naomi's sons' names are simply revealing. Malon means sickly, and Kilion's name means pining. The cautionary advice here is. Mothers, be mindful of what you name, what you call, what you nickname your kids. 
Names can boost or belittle. Some nicknames often stick throughout life, adulthood, and awkwardly appear on resumes, aka Stinky Bones. Be careful what you name, Ruth, and Orpa are all widows now, and being a widow was a difficult fit, and sadly, the world is not that kind to widows today. Now alone, Naomi decides to turn to Bethlehem. She heard that the Lord visited his people by giving them bread. Uncoincidentally, Bethlehem means house of bread. And it's, uh, it also is where our, the bread of life, our Savior, was born. Amen. In Naomi's decision to return home, she set aside her pride. Returning home meant returning to Bethlehem for Naomi. Mothers, what does returning home mean for you? At a point in my life, returning home literally meant returning to my parents' home as an adult with children. Maybe returning home means uniting with a church home, a sisterhood, a community of faith. Mothers, regardless of the path our children take or the roads we travel, God delights to welcome his children home and bless us. Jeremiah 29 11. Naomi suggested that her two daughters-in-law remain in Moab and their people, with their people, Orpha chose to stay. And I'm not mad Orpha. That's what we would expect to happen. But it takes courage to go against the rain and be led by faith. In Ruth's passionate statement of faith, she said, Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. Ruth stepped out in faith. In faith, Ruth declared that she was going with Naomi to Bethlehem. In faith, Ruth left her country and her family behind. In faith, she refused to let anything hold her back. In faith, she chose to cleave to Naomi and serve Naomi's God, the only true God of this world. And in faith, she believed that there was still life left for her to live. Yes. Amen. Amen. Ruth's response had less to do with geography or emotions and more to do with truth, the God of truth, and her faith in God. Ruth had higher desires than physical bread and marriage. Ruth's declaration in her statement of faith was not a plea to stay on as a passive consumer, but a commitment to provide for her mother in love. Her actions embodied the fifth commandment, honor your mother and father. Children honoring parents involved showing them respect, obeying them, and authority at large. And such a life of obedience leads to length of days. Exodus 20, 12. Ruth's decision was contrary to our natural inclination. Mothers, do you find yourself faced, faced with challenging circumstances and difficult situations? Perhaps you're the sole caregiver, or you're raising grandchildren, or you work during the day and, and at night you're student. You're burning the candle at both ends. 
You're balancing home life and work life. You're balancing being a homemaker and finding time for yourself, me time, my essential time for self-care. Remember, you're working two jobs, experiencing long hours of commutes, dealing with custody issues, discovering medical news, paying escalating college tuition, or perhaps you and your child in a toxic or unequally yoked relationship. What is your statement of faith? Faith says, I trust God in all circumstances. Faith says, I can move mountains. Faith says, I'm more than a conqueror. Faith says, if you hide in the you can have my mind, my family, or any part of it. Faith says, God is working on my behalf. Faith says, God is with me, showering me with unfailing love. Faith says, I have the victory. Faith says, I will rest in God's love, peace, and plan. Make it personal, ladies. Like Ruth, when God guides us in a certain direction, trust God that mountainous difficulties can be miraculously removed. There is power in faith, Matthew 17, 20, 21. Often God places us in positions of profound difficulty, and sometimes our choices place us there. But regardless of the origin, God can use our circumstances as a platform to display his almighty grace and power. Amen? There is nothing too hard for God. Come what may, trust God. As Ruth's story unfolds, Romans 8, 28 is evident in, your, in, in this story, Naomi and Ruth's journey. For all that was meant for harm and dismay, or death and destitution, was not the final say. God was working things out all along for Naomi and Ruth. And mothers, God is always working things behind the scenes. And those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose, God sees us mothers and kings. Naomi returned to Bethlehem a bitter woman. Her pain was inconceivably great. She told everyone, call me not Naomi, because Naomi means pleasantness. But she felt anything but pleasant, joyful, or happy. In fact, she said, call me Mara, which means bitter. For the Almighty God has done her bitter with me. I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home. I think we've all experienced heartbreak, and we ask the question, where is God in all of this? Naomi couldn't see the end of God's plans. And mothers, just like Naomi, we don't comprehend how all of God's plans will evolve through us. What we see to be a tragedy is God's opportunity to show himself faithful and our opportunity to exhibit God's character. So rest in God when life hurts and expectations are unmet. Don't worry. Worry is a conversation we have with ourselves about things we can't change. Prayer is a conversation we have with God about things he can change. Amen. So praise God and trust in his sovereignty. Although Naomi felt that God had dealt very bitterly with her, she continued to hope in God. In God. Hardship is not hopelessness. She didn't grow bitter against God. And Ruth laid aside her pain and turned her face to the future with hope as she journeyed to a new place with her mother-in-law. These women showed faith and they clung to the belief that better days were ahead. How many of you know that trouble lasts always? Yeah. That this too shall pass? Mothers, 
are agents of God's loving kindness and central to his covenant relationship with humanity. We should never underestimate our role in God's plan. Naomi's relationship with God had an impact on Ruth and her decision to be fully reliant on God. Mothers, does our relationship with God influence our children and others to walk with God? As the women travel approximately 60 miles, as I would imagine, on foot, back to Bethlehem, we can imagine that Ruth asked only all about the God of Israel along the way. Mothers, pray and capitalize on teachable moments. Provide early godly training, Proverbs 22.6. Teach inclusive love and demonstrate steadfast faith in God. We're raising the next generation of God's people, kings and queens. So in God's plan and providence, it was no coincidence that Naomi and Ruth arrived in Bethlehem at the start of the barley harvest, and Ruth ended up being specifically in Boaz's field. Or that Ruth's story was carried back to Boaz to help work in his heart. God was working in the heart of Boaz, a relative of Naomi's, who also was her kinsman redeemer. And under the Mosaic law, a kinsman redeemer was a male relative who had the responsibility to act, including Mary, on behalf of a relative who was in trouble, danger, or need. Leviticus 25. So in chapter 2, Boaz noticed Ruth. Her faithful character superseded her. And Boaz expressed to her, It has been fully important to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of her husband, and how you have left your mother and family and the land of your birth, and have come to a people whom you have not known. Ruth took refuge in God, and she believed that God would be with them. And even before Boaz knew her, he, greeted, he, he granted her permission to glean in his field. He promised her protection. He provided her water. And he prayed that God would pay her work and grant her a full reward under God's wings. She had come for refuge. Mothers, how much more does God provide for us? He sees our unique situations and he cares. He calls, he invites us to abide, bear fruit in his vineyard as a branch on the vine of Jesus. He covers, protects us from seen and unseen danger. He promises to be with us and he provides, he offers us living water. Amen. We serve a God who provides Jehovah Jireh according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Sometimes we question God's method and timing. Yet, mothers, we must trust that God's ways are better than our ways. Proverbs 16:9. And his timing is perfect. 2 Peter 3:8. So at the appropriate time in chapter 3, Naomi sought a home for Ruth. She instructed Ruth to go down to the threshing floor, uncover Boaz's feet, and lie down. I mean, I'm not suggesting or encouraging that you just lie down on a random man's feet. <laughs> this act is not misunderstood or understood as a provocative, a provocative gesture in that day. In seeking security through marriage, her actions fit the parameters of patriarchy. So in chapter 3, verse 9, Ruth said to go 
spread the corner of your garment over me, essentially asking him to be her kinsman redeemer and claim her as his wife. Ruth acted in faith. And Boaz responded in verse 10 of chapter 3. Boaz blessed Ruth for choosing marriage to a garden redeemer, which considered Naomi's well-being, rather than choosing to pursue younger men. Blessed are you of the Lord, my daughter, for you have shown more kindness at the end than at the beginning, in that you did not go after young men, whether rich or poor. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will, I will do for you all that you request. For all the people of my town know that you are a virtuous woman. Mothers, be encouraged. Just as others witness Ruth's virtue, God sees our faithful, virtuous servants. And one of the most comforting blessings of following Christ is his promise that when we give ourselves to the work of the Lord in our homes, workplace, communities, and beyond, he goes and, and does the work alongside of us. He shoulders the load with us. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew 11, 29 and 30. Ruth didn't have the words of Jesus, but she lived in faith that under God's wings, she would find all that she needed. After Boaz secured his place as her kinsman redeemer, and he wasn't the first one in line, so he had to make sure that the first one in line declined. So he was very much interested. The two were married and later blessed with a son named Obed, the grandfather of King David. Despite many obstacles, God ensured that nothing would prohibit the marriage of Ruth and Boaz. We certainly see God's plan and blessings manifest in Ruth and Naomi's lives. And in chapter 4, the town women said to Naomi, Praise be to the Lord. He didn't leave you without family. Ruth is worth more to you than seven sons. They went from bitter to better to beautifully blessed. It would have been easy for Naomi to focus on what she lost. But through the one thing she had left, God brought unimaginable blessings into her life. God shows Ruth's bloodline for the line of the promised Redeemer. Throughout the Old Testament, we see a foreshadowing of Christ. In the book of Ruth, we see Boaz as a type of Christ. He's Ruth's guardian redeemer. But who is the true redeemer for us all? I don't know what you call it. Master, Savior, Ruler, Redeemer, Shelter, Provider, Deliverer, Healer, Father, Joy and Sorrow, Hope for Tomorrow. He's everything to me. Bread of Life, King of Kings, what do you call him? Jesus the Christ is the ultimate redeemer. Let his feet. When life hurts, when you're simply overwhelmed with life's pressures, lay at Jesus' feet. 
doing good in bad times and receive peace, power, provisions, and so much more. God honors faithfulness, mothers, and He works behind the scenes through us to fulfill His purposes. He'll turn our test into a testimony. Remain faithful to Him. Thank you. 
But this is a, a great day of serendipity. Jose, uh, Jack, Lachey, come on up here. Uh, to just, just. It's, 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 I've been trying to get Jack and Jose together uh, for the longest. And it finally They, they, share, uh, they, how far along are we now, Michelle? And she shared with me, she said, uh, Pastor, how did you know I was pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, God revealed it to me. <laughs> but Jack and Jose share uh, a kindred spirit, and I want you all to talk immediately after worship. That's why I have you standing here as we stand, and let's go home. Don't forget, please. Tabitha Watts Booker is in the 1931 Sanctuary. This is a perfect opportunity to capture your family while you're here. I share, I share every opportunity we gather, even here. This group will never gather again. Chances are this, this is simply awesome. particularly Pastor Thompson is, is from Florida. He, you know, when's, the, when's the next time this assembly will be here again? So, <laughs> so, so, don't rush off. Be, be present. Be present. Be present. All of, all of the men and the sons and daughters, uh, love on your moms. Love on your moms. Love on your wives. Uh, take them out to dinner, as, as Gail said. Uh, you know, this, this is your season. This is really Gail's season. She just celebrated her birthday. Today is Mother's Day. Day celebration. We so love you and we thank you for each and every.